welcome in David Dietz, Managing Principal and Senior Portfolio Strategist at PPAC Private Wealth Management. David, thank you for being here. So what are your thoughts? Uh, we have the day after the Fed. In fact, now you know we have a down week. It was the worst selling we've seen in some time, right? Wednesday's loss was the largest in nearly a month. What do you think of that? Yeah, so we're in a post-Fed decision hangover day here. But let's do put this into context. Remember, we just finished October when the Dow had its best month since like 1976, best October ever. So we had come up very rapidly, 14%, for example, on the Dow in the month of October, uh, based, I think, on the anticipation of getting some real dovish language from the Federal Reserve. When will these rate hikes end? And indeed, Nicole, when you looked at that press statement, it had the dovish nod to the idea that there is a lag effect and we do need to see the uh, collateral effects it's going to have on the global economy, et cetera, et cetera. And then in, in the press, there, Jerome Powell came in and took it all away. And of course, the market went from up 1% on the S&P 500 to down 2.5% from the, uh, uh, by the time the, the press release, uh, the press conference is all over the worst day for a Fed announcement day since almost two years ago. So it's very, very disappointing. But I did see some silver linings there. Ah, okay, understood. So with the Fed making those moves, um, I really am curious because right now we're 37.31. How low can we go or do we go lower than higher? But you can't rule out retesting the lows, particularly on the high multiple um, long duration earnings, NASDAQ 100 stocks. That's always going to be a risk here. But what I did like, I think some analysts are missing, is that although uh, Jerome Powell suggested that, that terminal rate would be higher and the rate hiking process would be longer, he talked about a slightly flatter trajectory getting up there. I read that to mean he is prepared possibly to go 50 basis points in December. He just doesn't want people who invest in risk assets to, to, to go party on him if he does that because they're still going to be looking way ahead. But the fact of the matter is I'd prefer to have a little less front loaded. That gives the Fed a little bit more time to see the effect of this. And of course, the further out he talks about going, the less certainty there is as to exactly where we're going to be. So I think that he set the stage for a 50 basis point hike in December, which will at least get us off the 75 basis point track. Yeah, and that's something we sort of thought about, maybe expected a little. Uh, to your point, I mean, front loading was the idea. And now that's not the idea anymore. Now it's going to be slower, longer, and a higher rate at the end of the trail um, than we even anticipated. That being said, what's the investment strategy here? How do you go about picking the stocks that you did? Well, you know, so, Nicole, we've been very, always very conservative in terms of the valuations of the stocks we invest in. And we certainly realized that some of the best companies on the planet were, quite frankly, too expensive for us for a long time. And now I'm seeing some of the very best, the bluest chips in the tech world with the highest growth uh, potential now trading at valuations where I think you can make some money on it. And, and let's go to the most controversial name, Meta. 
meta platforms, the old Facebook, right? You know, some people, first of all, people hate Zuckerberg. They hate the company now. Some have likened it to tobacco. And, you know, the more that doesn't make any sense at all. And the more people uh, trash it, I think, uh, the more I kind of like it here. So it's the company that, yeah, lost $800 billion in about the last 12 or 13 months. But here's the thing. Social media is here to stay. Online advertising makes all the sense in the world. Some of the highest margins in the world. They've got 2.5 billion monthly active users. No one has anything like that. And so, of course, the, the real problem that people have gotten spooked on is Mark Zuckerberg, who does still control the company because of the dual class of shares, uh, spending billions upon billions to develop the so-called metaverse. And of course, Wall Street doesn't like that. They want the cash today. They have no sort of vision. But here's the thing. First of all, if anyone can come up with something new, this is Zuckerberg was the guy who invented social media in his dorm room at Harvard. Here's the guy who turned social media into something you could read on a mobile device. If anyone can make this work, it's going to be him. And here's ultimately what can happen. Companies can shift. What I like about metaverse is, or, or uh, meta is they're not incurring a lot of debt to do this. They're using, they're spending out of free cash flow. At any point, he could start to reduce that spending, take a little bit more cautionary approach, still provide a lot of R&D, and I think that stock is going to be up very, very quickly. So it's all within him. It's not based on uh, activities outside his control. If he does that, I think the stock will go up. Will he do it? Of course he wants to gamble on everything, but the fact of the matter is he can't do it alone. Those employees of his, so valuable, so talented, they need those stock options to work. So at some point, I think the employers are going to say, let's go a little slower, Mark, so that you know we can put something under the tree and so forth. And I think he may ultimately listen to the way Netflix did, for example, with introducing advertising-related uh, uh, streaming uh, entertainment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I saw the stock was around $88, $89. We haven't seen levels like that. Um, you know, we think about these names 100 plus, and Amazon would go into that category. Yesterday, I think I saw Amazon at around $94. And, um, and so, I'm sorry, the $88 is for uh, also for Amazon. The low was $89. I mean, they're just sort of neck and neck there. And yesterday at $94, I was thinking, oh, Amazon's below 100 bucks, but look, it fell even further. In fact, it's on its longest losing streak in three years, down four straight days. But you love it. You have Amazon, Verizon, and Davita. Tell me about your last three picks. Yeah, sure. So, you know, Amazon, of course, number one in cloud. There's nothing about what Jerome Powell is doing or recession coming that is going to change the migration, big time migration to the cloud. Of course, you're number one in retail. They've surpassed Walmart, number one in e-commerce. Of course, they got the subscription, you know, for the Kindle, for the music. Now, of course, Thursday night football, you know, they have the size, the network, the Amazon Prime to just continue to knock it out of the park and you're paying half of what you did a year ago. In terms of Verizon, of course, unfortunately, I keep paying my bill every month for my smartphone. No matter what happens in the stock market, we're going to continue to talk. Verizon has the best network and so forth. You know, I think you've got a dividend that's close to 6%, trading under 10 times earnings. So that's going to weather whatever we see in terms of recession or rate hikes. And finally, Davida. Uh, it helps people who are very unfortunate, who have, who need dialysis for kidney problems. Again, that's not going to be affected by recession or rate hikes. People are going to continue to do that. It's about six times earnings. One of the problems, of course, is most of their patients are from Medicare. The prices are so low, they can't make any money there. 
A small amount of patients are from commercial insurance where they make all their profitability. We'll see what happens in the midterms. But my guess is there may be a little more relaxation in terms of Medicare uh, paying for medical services if there is a little switch in control in Congress. You know, David, it's always great to have you on the show. I really appreciate you bringing us specific names and the big picture of everything. David Dietz, PPAC Private Wealth Management. Thank you.